into the 40 chess dynasty football podcast so glad you could join us hope everybody's doing well adam how you doing buddy you have been busy man i'm seeing you all over the place you on bdge now it's nuts yeah man trying to you know just dial it all in as they say um trying to get all of it you know get used to the new schedule buddy i'm excited though um things are going well there things are going well here off season starting to heat up 24 class is starting to heat up senior bowl starting to heat up if you're listening to this you're not live you'll have already watched it but we got a guy that was at the Senior Bowl coming on tomorrow, right? Do the AMA, Derek yeah, Brown. Let's go, man! I'm excited. Let's go. I am. It's a, it's a big week too. Uh, I messaged uh, with Casey, newest member of South Army, Casey Kasem. Uh, so she's excited to start doing content. She's actually heading up to Canada. She's staying in an ice hotel of all things. Man, I've heard I've heard about those things. That's crazy. Okay. She's celebrating her birthday, so uh, cool. You know, you got her on Twitter. You're not following her. Make sure you follow her. Wish her a happy birthday. <laughs> special ice ice hotel man i don't know if i could do it man i hate the midwest so fucking much in winter i don't ice hotel i don't know if that's for me it sounds awesome though <laughs> it sounds cool i just i just might want to see it and not actually live there what one of my this is like 10 years ago mike one of my one of my guys back then he um he was gonna take his girlfriend up there and let's just say i don't know if she got you know cold feet because of the ice like that made her have literal cold feet but she ended up you know not going on the trip and that was about the end of their whole uh their whole relationship buddy so um crazy weird story but i i don't know man it's, i feel like it sounds really cool I, I'd, I'd love to know how the experience goes though it, it sounds awesome but it's like man sleeping in that cold environment sounds kind of crazy nuts nuts uh she's out here dropping uh all those uh get real podcasts too i love listening to those so <clears throat> yeah I'm, i, I like listening to those and um looking forward to see what she does here man absolutely all right well Let's hop into it, too, because I don't know how long this one's going to take. But I did see a tweet, uh, an X post, whatever the hell you want to say, here within the last few days, uh, just from the Dynasty space. And a lot of the Dynasty space is healthy discourse. Uh, sometimes it turns into unhealthy discourse <clears throat> and drama. But uh, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I've, I've tried to refrain from that as much <clears throat> as possible, even though I'm weak. But I thought it was interesting because it was a discussion, right? Uh, Adam, you and I. 
notorious once upon a time big running back lovers big big running back lovers fighting the horde um and i did see somebody out there fighting the horde about uh are we fading running backs too much this the adps feel ridiculous what are we doing Let's dive into it, buddy. Let's okay. actually look at it. And I think the best way for me, just to get a broad picture view, you can dive into some specifics, and we might hop over to wide receivers just to kind of compare, you know, sure. one for one how it's going. But I got a feeling there's a lot of running backs just right off the top of my head that have taken absolute shits in value in the last year, right? Whether it's due to poor performance, age, replacement, injury, doesn't really matter. Like, We've had some giant successes, right, this past class, giving us Bijan and giving us Jameer Gibbs. Nice. Uh, Brees Hall bouncing back from his ACL was nice. Christian McCaffrey, MVP-level type play out of him this past year. Very nice. But it just feels like holistically as a whole, the landscape of running back is a dangerous proposition. And I looked at the uh, the South Harmon ADP, Adam. We got four running backs in the second round of startup drafts. Right. Four. Yeah, well, in there, the first, thankfully, the, those four are the four, right? Well, I would say uh, the three are the three, and then you got Christian McCaffrey just fighting Father Time, right? Like, yes. one last hurrah again. You're hoping to just run it back. Two more in the uh, two more in the third, JT and Kyron. And you talk two about more in the fourth. You talk about those two in the third being so different, right? Jonathan Taylor kind of tra- losing value to kind of hang on, and then Kyron Williams coming from the twenty. Second round last year, Mike, to the Just third round. Nowhere. Right. I mean, that, Travis, I would almost guarantee. Travis. I would almost guarantee that's the most uh, rise. Uh, it's him or Puka, right? I think. I think he was a little behind Puka even. Travis Etienne, Devon Achain in the fourth, Kenneth Walker in the fifth, and then four more running backs <clears> in the sixth round, and uh, sixth, seventh round on plus. Like I'm good with. You can kind of just do what you want to do there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's some arguments. Some people a little bit overdrafted, but. Um, I'm going to pull up the keep trade cut ranks, Adam. Uh, yeah. You mentioned Kyron, you know, out of nowhere, Devon A-Chain, out of nowhere. Um, nobody here really in the top, like, sticks out to me as a value loss. The first one I have to get down to is RB15, Josh Jacobs. And let me pull him up. Where do you think he was this time last year? It's a little guessing game. A little yeah. in, in honor of your BDG debut, a little BDG trivia right here. I love Where was this, Josh man. Jacobs going RB rank this time last we'll year? We'll do this Dynasty startup flashcard. This is, this, is, this could be a good game, too, um, in Dynasty land. I, I would say, Mike, he, he seismically rose up after having that year last year. Um, Monster year, yep. I want to say, like, late third, early fourth. Okay. Uh, what do you think for position rank running back? Oh, running back. What running back? Mm. Yeah. Um, I want to say like probably CMC ahead. This including the rookies from last year, like Bijan Gib- and uh, Gibbs are in there. Uh, I imagine it was probably just picks at this time last year. And keep oh, so then if we take those out, right? Those guys weren't even in there. What is? Uh, I'll say I'll say RB seven, RB six. Oh, seven was a great guess. Right on there. Should have really? stuck with your first one. Yeah, you seven no. exactly. Man, <clears throat> overall <throat> rank right now he's the uh, the seventy second player on keep trade cut. Seems crazy to say, but uh, where do you think he was this time last year overall? No rookies. Uh, <clears throat> no rookies. Let's call it like mid twenties, late twenties. Uh, thirty eight. Thirty eight. Okay, so, we got got a little aggressive. Got a little aggressive. You know, thirty five spot drop for Josh Jacobs off of. A so-so year. Yeah, well, I mean. A lot of injury. Yeah, I think uh, 
<clears throat> I also think too there's there's something to be said about the way the community values stuff when your replacement looks as or uh, more efficient than you in the same situation. What even though it was actually technically changed, right? Um, with the turnover of coaches. Yeah. Uh, how about Javante? He's the next guy right there. Uh, he's RB sixteen currently. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Where do you think he was running back position wise on the keep trade kind of year? Last year. Coming off an ACL. Too right? too high ACL. probably still. Um, I want to say he 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 lost value. Correct. Going into this year, from last year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which is crazy coming coming off of a multi ligament knee injury that we were expecting him to be better than like a seventh round starter pick. That's just honestly crazy when you think about I that. I think at one point you and I said on a podcast like you know buy Javante <laughs> Williams because you could flip him for you know a first yeah, or whatever. Right. Just and you could flip him for more value when he comes back. Yikes! Uh, I want that one back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right um, up there with me selling Brock Purdy for a third. What's like RB nine? RB RB nine or ten? I'd say right in there. Eight. Are you fucking cheating? Not, <laughs> buddy. You know how hard it is to actually go back. Are, what do you? What what sheet are you looking at? By the way, do you have like an old actual ADP sheet from the drive? No. So the cool thing about keep trade cut, right? Like, I, oh, you're uh, looking at keep trade cut rankings. I was actually yeah. guessing startup ADP. My bad, but well, I was I, close I, enough anyway. I get you. Just looking at keep trade cut and look at their historical graphs. Gotcha. And you can filter by year and just go back and look. at Yeah, all time value. <clears throat> yep. Yep. I was I was in there uh, just actually on Javante. You'll see some of him on Friday. Um, dropping my own solo video, new one. Nice with some key trade teaser. cut values. Yeah, we'll see. We'll All right, so he's overall seventy eight. Where do you think he was position wise? So if he was he was a single running back spot behind Jacobs, who was at thirty five. You said correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, or thirty eight? I believe. Yep. Let's go forty two. Damn, man, that's where you're cheating. Forty one. <laughs> hey, man, you know. <clears throat> numerically 41. lined up baby two fallers two big fallers interesting <clears throat> um what about swift swift was swift was actually probably if anything a riser he, his value was terrible because of the um way that it went down to detroit i would imagine detroit. yeah so right now he's rb18 on keep trade cut where do you think he was <clears throat> going into last year like this time this last time, year this time exactly one year ago we haven't inserted the rookies. I bet you he he's more like treading water, like 25, 23. He was actually RB10. Stop. I shit you not. That's, After fu- the year that's he fucking had ludicrous. The right. <clears throat> because the I remember rebound. his his, his uh, ADP and startups went significantly down. Overall player right now, he's 92. What do you think he was? From well, well, if he was RB10, I mean, he's got to be, I don't know, mid-50s? 55? Right. 49, 49. That one was a shocker to me. I had to click on it too just to be like, it feels like he went up in, in people's minds. Oh, you know why? A year ago, Mike, they had not drafted Jameer Gibbs, so he wasn't dead yet. At this point. Right. He probably lost a huge amount of value after the Gibbs thing, and then he got traded to the Philly. Okay, that that makes a little more sense. I'm trying to run this through in my mind. Like, now that makes a lot more sense. Okay. Ooh, this one's going to be good. Ramondre Stevenson. Currently RB21. Yeah, he lost. Uh, that boy lost, lost value. Um, Mike, I, he was probably RB12. Yeah, RB11. <laughs> and overall, he was 53. Right now, he's uh, 100. Whew. Well, we got a lot of uh, not <clears throat> goods. One thing about all these guys except Swift is, is though, making sense in a way for me. Uh, Tony Pollard. Or they're all at least lining up together. Now, Tony Pollard... This time last right year, 
He's um, what's that? RB twenty three right now. Right now. So this time last year, <clears throat> was Zeke officially gone this time last year? Uh, not officially because free agency probably hadn't. Opened but they, at that point. but there was a lot of like people kind Noise. of expected him to go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then he was probably in that like RB fifteen range, RB sixteen. Fourteen. 14 and overall he was a uh, 64 off the board right now he's a hundred and third uh, another loser uh alvin alvin camara <clears throat> really he was a loser because last year this time remember he was supposed to be missing time we knew a suspension was coming all that right now he's rb 25 uh first guy that we actually had increase in value <clears throat> for for this year yeah yeah he, he should have yeah. went up okay that makes sense and uh, by going up, he went up a whole two spots. Yeah, but <laughs> but remember last year, the, the narrative yeah. was that he was going to miss time. People didn't want to touch yeah. him. Okay, all right, there you go. Uh, but over, overall in the landscape, he's 110 right now. Uh, even with that suspension looming, he was 99. So he still lost overall dynasty value. So he's up as far as running back ranks, but just the position as a whole is down, yep. right? Yep, okay. down again. Uh, Joe Mixon, <clears throat> that'd be a good one. Actually, solid year from old Joe. Uh, Joe actually, so right, <clears throat> the, the narrative right right about now is that they might move on. Right. Uh, he's already 26 right now. You got a guess of where he was at this time last year? Uh, probably about that, like RB22, RB23. 18. With, with no rookies? Wow. That high. 18. And uh, overall, Adam, he was uh, 80. Top 80 player. He's uh, 115th right now. That seems crazy, man. Lost value. Oh, here's a good one. Nick Chubb. <clears throat> Nick Chubb lost a lot of value, and we know why. But um, Yep, injury, right? Uh, RB28 right now. Last year, he's got to be RB. Was he behind Joe Mixon? Is that what you're trying to tell me? The way this is going, it's, it's in order, right? Uh, No. Okay, no, all right. He was ahead of uh, I was going to say, he, he's got to be like RB14 last year. RB13. Yeah. 13. Yep. Okay. And overall, okay. he was a uh, top 60 player. Right now, they got him at... 120. Yeah, right now he's coming off the board at 10.05 in startups. How about Aaron Jones? Right, just old crusty ass Aaron Jones. Nobody liked him last year. Yeah, last uh, year he RB, was treading water. RB30 right now. Startups got him at RB32. Um, without the RB rookies, 20. though, I bet you he's a little higher than that, maybe. RB25. 28. 28. Yep. But overall, he fell again. Another one of those, even if you tread water at the positional ranks. Overall dynasty sentiment is, screw you. Um, <laughs> right. Yep. Derrick Henry. Oh. Yikes. He has really lost a lot of value, right? 33 right now. He he seems like one that was in that mix, like the mid, uh, like RB16, something like that. Uh, 17. Yeah. Yep. And uh, the trend continues of overall rank too. Just hemorrhaging left and right. Um, Eckler. Jesus. Crazy part is all of these, Mike, are before they inserted the 23 rookie class, which had a lot of running back hype in it, right? Yep. Yep. You had the Sharps and the Kendras and the <laughs> H-Hands and all those guys up there. Yeah. Not, and that's even before you get into freaking Gibbs and Bijan, right? <clears throat> what, uh, sorry, what was the next one? Eckler. Right now, RB36. He lost a ton, ton, ton. I'm going to guess he was like, uh, RB... 11, 12-ish, something like that. Nine. Yeah. He was coming off that great season. People just, like said, you know, he hasn't had a lot of – he hasn't had a lot of overall volume. He can withstand the rest of his life. What about some more fringe guys, right? 
<clears throat> we had some studs. Khalil Herbert. He was the RB1 in Chicago. Zach was in here fighting us. Um, What's up, Zach? What's up, Zachary? Uh, 26, 7? 31. Down to 41 right now. Overall rank took an absolute dump. He was a top 120 player and now 163, probably an afterthought. You know, what, 15th, 16th round plus? Yep. Wolf. ATM while you're um, hot, give us a touchdown prop for Sunday. Um, <clears throat> listen, man, you got to take you got to take the Kelsey anytime. It, there's no way that uh, Taylor Swift and him don't have some kind of fixes in on this. Uh, I know it's a layup, but <laughs> I know it's a layup, but take it. You know. How about Damian Pierce? That dude was too high, man. <clears throat> you know what? It'd be interesting to see where J.K. Dobbins was because you and I were back and forth on their values. Um, so let's see. I bet you Pierce is probably slightly ahead. Man, eh, I'm not going to say that. Let's go Pierce running back 17, 16-ish. 16. Let's go, sure. man. Let's go. I like it, man. You're, we're getting you set up, man. When next time you go to New York and you do some trivia, you're going to yeah. do this. Last year's ADP. Yeah. All right, JK. That's the guy right now. 48. Still behind Damian Pierce. He's got to be coming off that injury, man. It, it, this is another significant injury for him. I mean, I'm worried about J.K. honestly, but he's 48 right now in rank, running back ranks, and you want to know yeah. where he was. Um, I want to say he was maybe like right on the heels of him. So what about like running back 18, 19, 15? He was right in front. They were next door to each other. 15, All right, wow. 15. That one took a dump for the him. thing. With the, so, but the thing for him was right. It was, and you, and you, uh, his was another multi-ligament injury, much like um, Javante is currently this year. But people say if you just have an ACL, right, it's uh, the year removed from that ACL. So it was like, all right, he had last year as the injury year. This year he'll be healthy and be able to play. And look how that turned out, right? AJ Dillon, RB fifty. You know what's weird about his season, man? <clears throat> if you remember last year. He, he basically sucked, right? But then down the stretch in fantasy playoffs, dude kind of went off. I remember having like some really, really big weeks, so he probably got too high up there. Was he ahead of Aaron Jones? He was RB23. So he was ahead of Aaron Jones. Goodness gracious, man. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. This dude probably lost a ton of value, man. Time Let's see where 50, he's going. Man. 50? Yeah, RB50. Dude, so AJ Dillon... Where is he in startups? Keep going. I'm I'm listening. Seventeen oh eight, Mike. RB fifty seven in startups right now. Ooh, yeah. Behind Ty oh. Chandler, um, <clears throat> Marshawn Lloyd, Miles Zach Sanders. Moss. Miles Sanders with the narrative, the Carolina running back payment narrative. He hadn't even gotten paid at this point. He was coming off a uh, twelve hundred yard. Oh, you're right. You're right. He, it was just the it was Eagles. Like the quietest twelve hundred yard season in history. But uh, people let's still go like. Let's go like running back twenty. Then not bad. Too high. No, right on the nuts. <laughs> let's go, man. <laughs> get too too much better than that. When you're hot, you're hot. Uh, he's down to fifty eight, Adam. Woof. Yeah, I'm, no thank you on Miles Sanders. Like, I remember in the startup we're in right now that's just finishing, like passing on him what felt like an uh, unhealthy number of times. How about Cam Akers? My guy. Well, we know Kyron was in 22nd overall. <clears throat> I think Cam got himself into that like seventh round mix, if I remember right, as far as startups go. 
which probably means he was a running back 22. 25. Damn. All right. I'm always going to be a little ahead on Cam. You know that. Right now he's RB69. Nice. Love that. If you're going to be anything, let's be RB69. Oh, how about this one? Where do you think Jamal Williams? Jamalful. <laughs> Jamalful. <laughs> so right now he's uh, RB78, Adam. <laughs> how about like running back like 30? He was way too high, right? Yeah, he was a uh, thirty-four, so not quite an RB, uh, you know, top thirty-two running back, but I'm right on the door. Yeah, I'm right on the edge of getting all these right. Oh, found another winner, guaranteed loser, Dalvin Cook. He was a win- right he's now. a winner right now. Got to be a loser right now. <laughs> no, I mean another winner in the loser. Oh, game. oh, 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 <laughs> Dalvin Cook. Gosh, yeah, like I'm looking for all the black marks. So he's 91 right now, Adam. <clears throat> well, Minnesota hadn't cut him yet, correct? No. Goodness. He's got to be like running back 27 or 8 or something stupid. 21. Oh, my gosh. 21. And overall player, 92. Okay. So what are you talking, like an 8th rounder? You're talking like, yeah. like uh, Well, no, Cam seventh was about a 7th, 8th rounder, and he was running back 25. For yeah. Cook too. Oh, my God. Yeah. He just burned that one. Um, I think we're we're at. I was the gonna list say let's big names. Let's let's turn it into now how we uh how we got how where we're at now, and then let's turn it into the discussion, right? So that is just going through all the fallers for various injuries, playtime injuries, piss poor performance. They got replaced. So when people are like, "Are we still doing this with running backs?" Intrinsically, I just gave you a massive fucking list of. You tanked value in one way or another, you know, whether it's by two rounds, three rounds, whether it's, you know, a guy you took in the fourth round of a startup at this time last year. And all of a sudden that fucking guy wouldn't go till round 20 plus like end of the bench, <laughs> like just filling your shit out going, ah, I'll take the 91st running back off the board. Why not? I think it lends, even if you want to have that conversation, are they undervalued? I'd say no, because you carry more inherent risk than any other position, any other position. Um, I guess what we can do is let me go look at the wide receivers just as comparison, Adam. Okay. Are there any giant wide receiver fallers? Um, so, I mean, I, I think <clears throat> I think the conversation, really, though, Mike, uh, you can keep, you can go, go through and kind of look at that. But yeah, I yeah. think I think the conversation for me is that at this point, if you're arguing it, I, I don't think you're arguing with the intention of, like, true dynasty value, per se. Your kind of your argument, I guess, would probably be more so in the lens of, um, like you you can grab them at such significant what feels like values in startups, guys that have opportunity to really score points for your teams, um, more so holds right than it is dynasty values. I think is probably where people would argue. But we did we did this on uh, uh, Canton Bound, maybe a couple of months ago, talking about just looking at risers. Uh, we didn't look at it at fallers, but like who are the end-of-the-bench kind of guys you wanted to throw your money on. And, Adam, we had far and away more running backs than any other position. I think the only wide receiver I could come up with at the time was Nico Collins, who kind of came outside that top 50 and then rose up to ranks to significance. Right. But the running backs were littered left and right, right? Kyrens, Chubas, right? Those kind of dudes just, here we go, all of a sudden, Devon Achan, you know, while he was a borderline in some people's, like, rookie first, like, that's still a dude, all of a sudden ascends into – 
you know, top 10 RB territory off of a, just a handful of games, right? Um, even like the, 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 the unsexy guys like James Conner, right? They can gain a little bit of value, but they can only go up so high. I mean, James Conner had a hell of a year. People still hate him right now and keep trade cut. Why? Because he's old. That's it. They hate him because he's old. His value is going to be suppressed. So I think if I'm looking at it, right, if I'm in a startup specifically, just looking at this, I don't really want to draft running backs at all, Adam. Like, maybe, maybe the big three guys. Maybe four, if you want to include, like, a Christian McCaffrey. The rest of them, knowing the risk, how I feel about them now could be very different how I feel a year from now, right? Like, I felt very good about Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry, you know, maybe Dalvin Cook. Uh, even Alvin Kamara just kind of, like, treaded water. I felt great about him taking him in startups. Like, look at these values, you know? Everybody fading running back. I was that guy last year. Everybody's fading running back. Now I'm getting values. Most of these dudes ended up killing me. <laughs> Most of these dudes just ended up screwing up my draft anyways. So why put yourself in that risk, right? Like, if you're doing a startup right now, there's really no reason to draft running backs at all. Well, After- I mean, I mean, uh, at a certain point there is. I mean, now, it kind of, to me, it depends on how the board's falling, right? Like, at the current ADP and a lot of the values you're talking about on Keep Trade Cut, at those prices, no, I'm with you. There's not really a reason to press the button. Other than maybe if you felt like, you know, you wanted to grab a specific value like if JT or Travis Etienne or one of these guys the ones that you feel really good about having a having a role um if you wanted to grab them or earlier fine but I mean here's I, I want to go back to the what you when you started with a lot of the guys that treaded value okay let's just let's just kind of think about this for a second Mike I think the biggest thing you, you talked about uh to me I'm trying to remember the names you started with so that I remember specifically there was Jacobs Jacobs and Javante <laughs> Javante was there yep. um now, DeAndre Swift. Swift Swift kind of doesn't necessarily fit it because we we he didn't we didn't know what the hell was going to happen with him. They draft Gibbs, he moves on. He actually get, lands in a situation that's as good or better, right? Um, trying to think who else was in this mix that we talked about earlier. Um, Ramondre, Tony Pollard, Tony Ramondre. Pollard. So I, I here here's the reality, right? Most of these guys, why did why did their why did their value really really fall this year? <clears throat> I mean, it's gonna it's gonna end up being tied to production, but the truth about their production is what situation wasn't as fucking good man why was josh jacobs so damn high that dude balled the hell out one but his team at that point was Derek carr was a quarterback they had Devontae adams playing pretty well the team was you know solid enough and good enough for him to really make a dent in the points per game category right same thing with all these guys uh javante was basically up there because of his he was once the you know at the turn in startups in the first and second round, right? So people just couldn't push his value down enough. But Ramondre, coming off of a smash season where, what do we not know? We didn't know that they were going to be that bad. I don't care how bad you thought New England was going to be this year, you didn't know they were going to be that bad, right? The situation is really, I think, tied in. Because right now what we're seeing is it's as close as it's ever been to dynasty values of running back are basically tied into their current situation. Right, so if you can't predict, if you can't predict right now before the NFL draft, if they're going to have a solid workload, why are you fucking drafting them? Yeah, <laughs> if somebody drafts a, a guy in the second round or third round, most of these running backs are going to have a huge value loss, and then and then what's their role going to be? You don't know. Even if they have a solid workload, right? 
you can predict that they're going to have a solid ro- workload. You can't predict fantasy production. <clears throat> well, because you, you can't, can't predict their situation. Every year, how many teams are different than what we expect them to be, right? Like you yeah. say you know so much about teams. It changes year in and year out, too. You got a lot of parity in the league, right? Mm-hmm. Just year over year. I mean, how many people had the fucking Lions in the <laughs> NFC Championship game, right? No, nobody. Now, here's a crazy one, Mike, to your point. The other thing with workload is even when you're sure, because if you would have told people in the offseason this time last year, CJ Stroud is going to be a dog and this team's going to be amazing. Like, they, you wouldn't even know they had him because they haven't had the draft yet. But if you told somebody, Texans are going to be awesome, they'll make the playoffs, win the division. People going bananas on Damian Pierce. Nuts. You want a shit ton of money if you put a future bet on that. At least. <clears throat> For sure. But, but I mean, if you knew, if you had that crystal ball, right? If you had that Mike's crystal ball, you're, you're probably betting if you're a running back guy, like Damian Pierce is about to go ham. Now, you even look at the guys where you thought the situation was good, right? Like reasonably, or maybe the situation didn't even change. Mm-hmm. Then you also have to compound injury, right? For, well, that's the other thing. You don't even look at Javante. Javante was the poster child of. We still don't even we. If you're drafting him right now, now don't get me wrong. I think the guy's still very talented. But if you're drafting him right now, you're still like very much potential whisk casting for Javante, right? Mm-hmm. And what happened? We, we all saw that what he could do in that game versus Casey in week one or week whatever that was later in the year when um, Melvin Gordon finally missed some time. And then he, he finished strong throughout the season. So everyone's like, all right, he can take this role. But, like, if the role doesn't come and then if he gets hurt, look at how far he's treaded down. Like, uh, even Bijan, who's the, the current running back one. I mean, God, we hope. We all hope now with moving on from the coaching staff that he's a different role. But look what his role was, man. Mm-hmm. Just think about, like, Austin Eckler. Okay. Well, his, yeah, his, his injury killed him, right? Yep. High ankle sprain, done. Like, basically just worthless now for a lot of people. Depth piece is, is what it is. It's kind of that guy in the 12th round you go, all right, fuck it. <laughs> is that what you want? Because you know, like, the dynasty value is going to take it. What about production? Like, can you get the production back? So I'm interested to see even if you hit right, right, even if you guess right in these startups. <clears throat> What's the payoff? Sure. Do you think it's a warp advantage in most mm-hmm. leagues? Uh, what, what What do you mean? Exactly like from where if you hit the startup correctly versus if they pan out? Yeah. You uh, you, well, you guess right on some of these <clears throat> running backs and startups. Well, I mean. Is it a warp advantage in your league? If you got Kyron at the 22nd pick last year, absolutely. You destroyed okay. that. <clears throat> but that's a guy like. All right. So let's keep it to the you know top if, 10 rounds. Now, if you're talking about it in the higher 10 rounds, I mean. Okay. Let, let, Specifically, let, I want to focus on like round three to you know seven. All right. So eight, here's here's what I'll do. Where people I'm gonna, really I'm gonna think pull the up, RB uh, values are coming. Go ahead and like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to go to this page and you can go to we can not everyone but we can go see version history and I'll go back to this time last year. It'll take a minute for me to pull up, but just kind of um, I want to get a real pulse for this from like where the guys were going and we'll talk about warp for them for the year. Right. And we'll see how many, first of all, I think the numbers are going to clearly show that most of them are not going to be warp advantages for the draft pick you use for the record. That's what I'll bet on. Um, but this will at I'm least give us a league. <laughs> Go I'm going to pull up a league. That's pretty vanilla for the warp chart. And the okay. Data table. Perfect. And then uh, <clears throat> you can just list them off. I'll punch them in. I'll tell you where their overall finish was. Bang. This is going to be sweet. <clears throat> it's going to take a minute to go back. This is going back a minute, but I'm, I'm already in August. So just bear with I me. I like it. I don't feel like there's a lot of payoff, right? Like the Kyron one stands out because you go, damn, yeah. But that was a 20-second round. I mean, that was open to everybody, 
right? But but, but the thing is, at that point, you're you throwing fucking long darts anywhere. Your investment at like twelve or later, I think. Um, obviously, twenty-two is, versus twelve is massively different too. But just in general, a twelfth round or lower. If you fail, you fail. Like it, who cares? If you miss a twelfth, you're not going to be any worse off than any of your league mates. Typically, right? We're all going to miss a bunch of picks from twelve to twenty-two. If you brick the four-five turn, that's going to be detrimental, though, right? It, it can be. Now, if that's your only one, you might be fine. But if you brick a third and a sixth and a seventh, you better have hit a Chiron. You better hit something, buddy, because you're going to be R.I.P. Otherwise, right? Right, you're already starting down, especially when we play best ball and you're trying to fill spots after spot after spot, you know, with with copious amounts of depth. You brick your startup pick on running backs early because you're like, I like the situation or I like the player. And, and there's a number of them. Um, there's guys that I like, Adam, you know, like Pacheco or Shad White. Uh, Tajay Spears is gaining steam. But we just seen guys that we liked at that same fucking spot last year at this time where we're like, man, Miles Sanders just came off 1,200 yards. Right. And then you go fast forward a month or two and you get free agents. Oh, do you see that contract he signed with Carolina? They're going to use the shit out of him. Nah. <laughs> you bricked that fifth round pick, just gone. I mean, because. Pissed it away. Because here's the truth, I think, of the matter is, Mike, when I talked about, you know, you'll see, you'll see Friday when I talk about like Javante or passing on Kenneth in the fifth, what, what, what are you going to see typically in all those rounds? Is, man. The cost of acquisition for what you could take as far as a receiver goes or, a, you know, even a quarterback goes, like, there's, there may not be as up, as much upside with a Jared Goff, let's say, right? Like, if Kenneth Walker, all the talent he has, ends up being perfect and the situation in Seattle's great, he could end up being a warp hammer, no question. But, man, you, if you don't get that, if he's just a mediocre warp option and you use a fifth-round pick or he's worse or he gets hurt, Mike... What, dude? Do you know how much value you just bled for a guy that could be very safe and also be decent for you in warp? Like, RIP. it's it's a risky it's a risky proposition in my opinion. Pello had a good comment in there too. <clears throat> RB has a sixty to seventy percent turnover rate in the top twelve scores each year. It's too yep. volatile to invest in. Think about that: sixty to seventy percent of the top twelve scores at running back are new. That means that means that means for the record, roughly eight of Before the twelve. They weren't there last year. Roughly eight of the 12 are going to be different. (laughs) Eight of the 12 aren't going to be there from year to year. Now, you may have some repeats every other year, right? Like it's Dynasty, maybe in the long game if you held on to them. But immediate, looking at it right now, roster construction, value, fantasy points. Do you really want to invest those mid-round picks in that? I mean, again, this is where it comes down to, Mike, for the current ADP, even when people say it's, uh, you know, too much we're letting it fall too far not really man now if you told me that i can get a shot at like for example if i got a chance in the fifth round at kyron what does that mean probably it means that a lot of the receivers are coming off it means a lot of the other quarterbacks coming off and maybe like this could be a bad thing by the way if i did this i'm just saying at that point maybe you might like strongly think about hitting the button for me though mike what that i'm just telling you for most for most of these players like i probably have to get them at a two-round discount in ADP, for me to strongly be thinking, like, man, should I do this? Like, should I make this risky investment? And that, that's not really going to happen pretty much. You know what I mean? Like, that's not that's not typically going to happen. Most of these guys aren't going two rounds after their ADPs is what I'm trying to say. Even if you thought about it, like, let's just use the Kyron situation, right? Right now, 311. <laughs> let's, okay. say he, if, let's say I'm on the 5-6 uh, turn, Mike, and he's there. 
hypothetically, yep. you're thinking about drafting Kyron Williams. Okay. Okay. Yep. You're kind of leaning towards either, one, you're drafting him to trade him to some contender and yep. offload him before yep. something bad happens, right? Or you're thinking, like, this was a value that's too good for me to not build a contending team right out of the startup. So if that's the case, Adam, would you rather have Kyden, Kyron or Debo Samuel? Um, I mean, you know, you, you asked the wrong guy for that. Uh, I know you hate Debo. I think I think there's probably a case to be made for Kyron there, but the safer play is Debo Samuel, and that's even with a guy that's not the biggest Debo fan. I think the safer Ky- play is definitely Debo Samuel. There's not really Ky- much argument. Kyron or Devontae Adams? Uh, Devontae's a tough one because he's older and his his like his warp option wasn't he really wasn't the greatest warp guy there. So I I might for an older crusty guy take the take the pivot there. Amari. Yeah. Probably take Amari Cooper. That's the conversation that you're having is with those older right gross wide receivers where you go like, "Okay, I'm a little bit more on the contention side. I understand that the value isn't there." But is the risk higher with Kyron than it is with one of those wide receivers? I would say yes. Yeah. I would right? agree. Yeah. His injury risk is much higher. His getting replaced is much higher. Just the way the position works too, right? They're they're only playing one starting tailback at a time, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even even Detroit had two fantastic ones in Monty and Gibbs, but I don't go back and look at the snap percentages for both. They they weren't on the field all the time at the same time. Right, that usually doesn't happen. These wide receivers play three wide receiver sets like it's nothing. <laughs> the dude's gonna be on the field. <laughs> but bad news is that we're getting a version air his, uh, history air. So oh, no. I'm not gonna be able to get you the exact one. I had it all queued up and it keeps giving me an air. So um, I guess we could go with the keep trade cut values though from all time um, to make a pivot in the moment. Yeah, Best I, think I could do, do that. I could do that. All right. So uh, let's just talk about how, how many guys were a warp we option. A, Go ahead. We got a we got a pretty good. Uh, let me just see if it's up and works. Uh, okay. I really do like what a deco and uh, DFB encounter did. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Proof ADB. Yep. But uh, sometimes that website ain't always the uh, the most stable. <laughs> as as we're telling you, we have an error in ours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, we'll I'm take everybody else down with us. Absolutely. Uh, Looks can you like get I'm can you get it pulled up? No. Nope. Right. Service unavailable. <laughs> All right, so let's go. It's a night of errors. Let's go keep trade cut, man. You pull it up. Like some of those guys that I listed off, just click and see where they were. All right. Um, overall rank. Mm-hmm. Kind of give you an idea where they were in startup ADP. Yeah. Just in general. They ain't going to be specific. Who, who, do, who do you want to start with? Um, I'll go Josh Jacobs. All right. Well, Josh Jacobs, we know, is a terrible, going to be terrible, right, for Warp this last mm-hmm. year. Uh, but I'll pull him up here. He said he fell to RB38. He's a second pager with picks included. Whew. All right. Josh Jacobs, Mike. So, and we said he was like, uh, let's see, where is he at? RB38. No, he's overall rank. Uh, he was overall rank 38, I believe. Oh, okay. So Jacobs, where is he at here? Here we go. Josh Jacobs is RB15 on keep trade cut still right now. Wow. Right now. Yep, Yep. still high. Okay. So when you look at the all-time. Overall rank, yeah. Number 38. So what's that? 
early fourth. Yeah, it's a fourth round pick. pick. Fourth round late pick. Late third, early fourth. Yeah, yeah, that, that late third, early fourth round pick gave you an overall warp of uh, seventy-seven. Yikes! That one's that's that's a swing and a miss, Bob. <laughs> uh, you can go Javante too because he's right in that ballpark. Yeah, we'll pull up Javante. Javante Williams. By the way, they're they're only one player apart on keep trade cuts value right now. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But when we go back to a year ago, um, we're looking at RB7, which was player overall. Uh, what was that? 43, Mike. Fourth rounder. Fourth round. Fourth. Let's just call it basically one after one after Jacob, mid-fourth. It was 103. <clears throat> I mean, I know his warp was awful. 103. And the crazy part was he that? played all year. Remember that? He only missed yeah. one game after that injury. How, how about like an Austin Eckler? Right, go down to him. Mm. Eckler was yeah, he, he lost a ton of value this year. Let's see where is he at here. So we got a we got a four, couple force. Eckler, I bet was uh, third round, pretty early third let's overall. Go, yeah, let's go to Austin Eckler, one year. Let's go overall rank. So he was at um, he was at forty overall. So 40. he's probably like early third, late yeah. four yeah. or uh, late third, early four, right? Yep. 76. So a lot like Jacobs. All those guys killed you. So let's go. Let, who who can we say? Like, because I, what I want to say is, like, I think I think what we're going to find with the numbers here is that if you miss, like, you travestly, like, the tra- it's tragic for your team. Set let, yourself let, back. Let's call let, Let's see what the option are is if you hit. Like, let's just look at it from a payoff perspective. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like who who were who were some hits last year, um, based on this time of year? I'm trying to remember Any who players? actually hit it. Yeah, who who actually like crushed their ADP? Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Travis Etienne finished as the 15th overall player. All right, let's go with Etienne. It's actually a pretty good one, Mike. Good pull. Okay, so let's go a year. Let's go overall. All right, so he was the 28th overall player. In in, okay. uh, in startups he, or in, in gained, values, he gained some. Um, Rashad White, that's a good <clears> one. Yeah, Rashad White's actually a very good one. He finished seventeenth overall in war. And let's see where he was though. I bet you the thing is, Mike, he's probably going to be like a seventh or later round pick too. I'd imagine. Let's see. So, wow, ninetieth overall. Okay. All right. Mike, this uh, is pre-rookie insertion, by the way. Brees Hall. What, what did he end up finishing in war? Because he didn't start the greatest, but his end of the season was just ridiculous. 20. 20th player overall in warp? Yep. Yeah, it's a pretty damn good finish, actually. All right, so Brees Hall. Let's go to a year ago. The overall rank. Wow, Mike. That's crazy, man. He was basically locked in from 13 to 15 all month overall so dude was even if you hit him you didn't you didn't go there you didn't pay off because look he's basically going in the same spot is what we're saying right yeah a guy that smashed for his situation relative to other skill players 20th overall basically treading water value wise i'd say mixon and kamaro probably hits on where they finished versus where they started uh 28 29th (laughs) respectively kamara i remember his value was pretty rough because of the whole 
You know? He felt like more. I, I got him quite a bit in the ninth or tenth round. So he was a guy that I, I, I was about to say double digit rounds. I kind of like couldn't pass. Yeah, probably in the eighties, nineties, <laughs> somewhere in there. Yep. All right, Mike. Let's go. Holy crap! One thirty three, buddy. Yep. So those were payoffs. So you got what? <clears throat> Chris McCaffrey paid off, right? He <clears throat> but I guess number one overall player, and he wasn't drafted as the number one overall. But I guess what I'm trying to say is, okay, <clears throat> Christian McCaffrey was drafted. He was in like the second round last year, correct? Yeah, probably. So my point is, you're going from even in even from a war perspective, a second round smash is giving you a first round warp value. Yeah. Yep. Like um, uh who who are the other ones? I guess like Rashad, Rashad White, White right now. What was his overall? Cuz he was being drafted 17. 17. So that's a that's a mid second round warp value and he were drafting him at what the 7th? Yep. It's not bad. Like that one's okay. But again, Mike Mixon and Kamara. Yes. Uh Mixon and Kamara. But okay, but Mike, here here I guess is what I'm saying. For you to actually have a chance to reap the benefits. First of all, it's going to be very few and far between. And I think the fall off risk reward, there's a lot more risk to carry on. But the only way that you're actually going to get a sizable amount of value gain is not to take them in the first like three or four or five rounds. Because you can't go from five anywhere up to like but two or one, right? <clears throat> but Rashad White in the seventh round as a top 20 warp guy, that's a smash. Even Travis yeah. Etienne, like one round bump up in value for warp what does that really mean for the risk you took with him like if, if he was to get hurt again you know if he didn't smash there's a lot more risk with the running back position i think than the reward um unless you're talking about taking them probably at least in like the seventh or eighth round or later because that's when you're going to get a payoff you're going to get maybe a guy that if you actually draft him in that spot that the, the situation they stay healthy and they smash you got that value bump but <clears throat> the risk for that fifth round guy to give you a third or a second round warp player versus if he misses, you're talking about a guy that falls off the face of the earth. <laughs> Little payoff for maximum pain. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that's yes. If, exactly. That, that's, but that's what it feels like at that position. Does it not? Doesn't it? Right. It's like, I'm going all in. I'm going for it. <laughs> you got like a tiny keyhole you're trying to fit through. <laughs> If you, you miss it, you you go right into a wall of spikes. <laughs> and and what did we and what did we just have to do that second time? You know, it was really easy to say all the guys that like kind of fucked you, right? We had to really think about the ones that might have threaded that needle and gave you a really big value. Not not that they don't exist, by the way. I'm not trying to say that you can't draft a running back at some point and they give you value. Like a guy like Kyron in the twenty second round is a league winner. Raheem if you held Mostert. on to him. Raheem Mostert types, exactly. Those are those are guys that Huge values, but again, you didn't draft them till the double digit rounds. Yeah, I was gonna ask you what do those guys have in common, right? They're in fuck it territory. <laughs> yep. Here we go. The yep. uh the Scott's Connor special, any R B on a fifty three. <clears throat> yep. Mike, I mean that's where they're at. <clears throat> but look but look who else um like in a smaller window gave you similar stuff. Samir White. Ty yeah. Chandler, right? Like, yep. You can also sometimes capture it later and those guys were all double digit round guys yeah if i just look at a warp per game how about that <clears throat> now now we're cooking buddy we get some uh yep zamir white's a top 20 player in warp per game um clyde edwards hilaire for fuck's sake adam yep <laughs> 14th <laughs> warp per game. The wow back spot. that's actually kind of crazy to think about 
Didn't cost you anything, right? Uh, Jerome Ford. There's another one. Devin Singletary. Uh, James Conner. Deontay Foreman. Kenneth Gainwell. Chuba Hubbard. Gus Edwards. I was going to say Chuba Samaj actually down the stretch was sneaky. Yep. Zach Moss. You know who was it, Mike? You know who was a good, a very good value play. Uh, very, very good. Devin Singletary. Massive. Massive. And again, I guarantee that was a guy that didn't cost you until the fuck it rounds. <clears throat> Let me ask you this then, Mike. Because here's the thing I think for people. We talked about this with tight end about this time last year. It might have been a little bit later, you know. In startups, Mike, Like, I guess here's the question. And this is where I think for me, sometimes like when I talked about I was in too many leagues, if I would do something like this, I may not pay enough attention or see it in a specific team. So I think you just have to know how well you're going to be willing to pay attention to your teams. But like, how willing are you to basically right now in a startup, literally take none of them or like almost none until later, right? I'm talking top 12, 15 rounds ish. None. Like you're willing to look because you know what people still do? You know what's funny? People can talk about being fluid all they want. They still look at that roster and they see those blank spots. Oh man! Oh man! I gotta get a running back, don't I? It's like round ten. Shit. How how willing are you to do that? You know what I mean? Like I think that's the play right now. Actually, is almost to when people. Some people are saying that we should zig back to the running back position. What about what about going all the way with the zag? What about like taking it to the more extreme level? Mike, because here's the thing. You basically at some point are going to have to decide when I can buy them in. What like when can I buy them? When can I pick them up? Almost go into the year. Um, I think this is where lineup and best ball are very different because in lineup leagues, Mike, I'm very I would be very comfortable almost having none and just starting whoever the hell I had on my roster weekly. In best ball, you know what we know typically <laughs> is that's not like to build a whole room of six or eight of them might be a little harder to do. Yeah, but they're easily acquirable, right? Keep trade cut is just a snapshot of how the community overall feels. And Correct. if they're all pissing away value, we're having this discussion about how bad they are, right? Tyler's in here dropping nuggets about the turnover rate. And this is kind of where we're at. The community's kind of on a board where fuck these guys anyways. Like, I well, don't care about them. So I don't, I don't disagree. That means I got plenty of time to acquire them as I know more information, right? The, the, only, the only thing would be then, though, Mike, like you know how it is if you're in a startup, actually, realistically. Sometimes... Mm-hmm. While I agree sedimentally that you should be able to buy them and buy them outright even, you only have so many picks and so many teams are maybe even willing to take picks. Like you may in the first year, by the time the actual start, like draft is over and then you get to the season, like you may have a hard time actually buying a true room of them. So um, in best ball, maybe I would, I'd like to maybe have only two or whatever. But did, did you though, like, I mean, maybe in the off season, yes. But think about early season, Adam. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, there was guys you try to talk me into that I wasn't like fully on board yet because they were gross names. And I right. was like, eh, I don't know. Think about how early Raheem Oster emerged and we're like, fuck, man. And there were people, you know, clamoring, sell this dude for any third you can get. Raheem Oster, top 11 warp mm-hmm. option, cost me a third round pick early in the season. Kyron Williams, same thing. Yeah. Uh, no. Jerome no. Ford, when he took over for, for Nick Chubb. And then you could have filled in with Devin Singletary or Chuba Hubbard or any of these other guys mm-hmm. that you just acquired through deals, right? If you just had a plethora of roster spots. I think if you were in a deep roster spot league, 30-plus, you asked me if I'm willing to do it, 
I don't think it matters if it's lineup or best ball. I'm more likely to do it in lineup, but I would say <laughs> even in these best ball startups now, Adam, if it's 30-plus roster spots, I don't think I touched running back before <laughs> round 10. Okay, no, no, okay, but see, all right, that's fine. What I, I was talking about literally like not having them. Oh, don't take any of them. Yeah, like literally don't touch them possibly at all. What, I, what I'm talking about, we, you're on the same page then. What, what I'm saying is fancy. in best ball, what I'm saying in best ball is like as long as my room is even really, really shallow, but I have, let's say, like three guys, four guys, I'm probably okay. What, what I was just saying, Mike, is you don't want to go in if you have a hard time buying because all the things that you just mentioned there, like, yes, if, if I have enough of a room to kind of get me by a few weeks, keep me in play, then I can start to kind of pick, about, pick my spots on, ah, this Devin Singletary, maybe I should get him later, right? Or Raheem Mostert has the role. Fuck it, man. This team's ready to go. I'll send a second right now. It's probably an overpay, but fuck it. Here, second, right? You start throwing yeah. some – some. you can kind of patchwork your way to a seven, eight, nine running back room. But now you have – the difference is instead of in startups shooting your shot in fucking February – you're kind of picking your spots throughout the year. And you, and you know some of them are going to get landmined, right? Like some of them are going to end up getting hurt and nuked and the situation is going to change, whatever, right? But if you do that, craftily, I think you can end up building your running back room throughout the year as long as you have like, you know, a stable of somewhat decent, like, you know, three or four just dart throws at the position. You, you just don't want to shoot like zeros, you know, weekly at that two running back spot is my, is my only point. I think we're on the same page though. Not touching them until after 10. I got no problem with it, man. As long as you're hitting, you know, a bunch of these crusties later. I kind of like your uh, your idea too. Just don't touch them at all. Like I might have one <clears> or two teams like that in this. It would be it would be fun to try that, Mike. Because and we probably have enough leagues to sh- to shoot like to try this and see. I think there you just have Strong to be cognizant of like where am I going to buy them before? What you don't want to do is have none week one or week two, right? So like, right. Where, how do you pick your spots? Um, that would be the interesting like thing to do there. I think as an experiment, Mike, I'd be willing to try it too. Just see, yeah, you know. Do one. I think overall, though, it's kind of like you talked about. You hit on it with the tight ends about this time <clears> last year when we're looking at them and you know really got into the warp and everything else on them. I'll say this uh, with these tight ends, and if I do it with running backs, because I know for a fact tight ends, most of them, okay, most of them, I can find these Evan Ingram's, David and Joku's, you know, after round ten, and that's how I built a lot of championship teams this year. Just. <laughs> I ain't right. touching fucking tight end before around 10, 11, 12, and then, you know, I'm going to take three or four of them, figure it out, pick a dude up off of waivers, get some dude thrown in who doesn't really have value, yeah. and just see what I have. Yeah. I really like that strategy. Imagine the type of team you can build now if you also include running backs in there, where you're like, before well, that's, round 10, it's just a no for me. Just a no. I think, I think and you know what, it, it might be difficult at times because – each draft is so significantly different, right? Like right. some you could end up seeing, man, it's like Barkley sitting at you at the face in the seventh, and you're like, man, yeah. how the fuck do I not, right? But Tough if you if you were to just to like diligently do this, because he, here, here's I think the thing, Mike, if you try that and you go with it, the, di- the only difference in tight end and running back really is like you know the tight end that you can kind of just as long as you have a couple dart throws, say fuck it to the position. The only difference in running back is you probably don't want to go quite as much to the extreme when it's time to play like the game, right? When it's actually like playoff time and trying to get into the playoffs, you probably want to try to get a couple more bodies, and you know that the warp could be a little higher at that position, typically depending on your league, and that's where you can assess. You can assess using the warp tool. All right, man, this is one of them leagues where running backs are fucking important. I better probably dig into this a little more, or if it's not, you kind of say fuck it, man. Like, yeah, this is my weak spot, you know. 
better go bargain bin shopping, you know, like if you need to, if you're in a point per carry league or the warp line or the running back's pretty high. I get you. I, I think I it's, like I think it's too. something to actually talk about is that we went into this kind of just thinking about it. And I, I'm like, I'm actually more and more on the board of like, fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like tight ends, man. <laughs> good. I mean, like, I there's just, probably going to be a handful of situations where in certain values I'll end up, you know, taking what I think could be my one hero or something like that. But I think overall, man, I've been I've been fading them a lot. But, man, it feels like right now after just thinking about this, it's maybe even, maybe even more fade, right? All right, so hypothetically, uh, just pick a, a random draft slot that you'd go with. All right. I'm just picking a random draft slot right now? Yeah, just pick one. All right, 111. 111. All right, we'll draft from the 111. Okay. All right. And the rules are you can only draft what's at that pick or later. Okay. <laughs> Deal. All right. Nothing All right. before. All right. So at the 111, you're, you got the choice. You're in a fresh startup. Pick okay. 101, A Rich, Amon Ra, Bijan. Okay. So I'm in the 111 of a startup. And uh, yep. my options are the 101, A Rich, Amon Ra, and Bijan. Mm-hmm. 101. Take the one one over A Rich. Yeah, I mean, right now it depend. It depends. Those are those are the two in consideration. I think it depends on what I wanted to do. You give me A Rich, I'm fine with it too. Like those would be we'll the two. It's not going to be Amon Ross. Not going to be Bijan though. We'll say the one one. All right. So at the two o two, then you got the uh, Bijan pick two. Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> Brees Hall, Jordan Love, Trevor Lawrence. See, I think this is why I kind of like taking one on one, Mike, because not that A Rich is, they're so similar. And I think I'd probably take A Rich 50 times, 50 uh, out of 100, and I'd take the one. But now if I take the one on one, Mike, it's so easy for me to take the 102 here and just lock them both up, you know? 101, 102's turn. Okay, third round, third round reversal. So, okay. uh, Sam Laporta, Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy, Tyreek Hill, Justin Fields, Chris Olave, pick four. Say those again. So, Sam Laporta, Dak Prescott, Purdy. Tyreek, Fields, Olave, or pick 104. It's either Dak or 104. Let's go ahead and just get my QB. Let me get Dak. Dak. All right, so you started 1-2 and Dak. Yep. Okay. Now you got to wait till the 4-11. Um, Jared Goff, Mark Andrews, Rasheed Rice, TJ Hawkinson, Drake London, Tank Dell, T. Higgins. Let me take, uh, let me take Drizzy, man. Let me get Drizzy Drake. Drizzy. All right, so 101, 102, Dak, and Drizzy. Yep. That was your first four picks. Now you got one in the early part of the fifth. TJ Hawkinson, Tank Dell, T. Higgins, Dalton Kincaid, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison. Let me get Zay. Drake, London, Zay Flowers, Dak Prescott. 101, okay. 102. Yep. All right, sixth round. Um, Pick eight. Okay. Travis Kelsey, George Pickens, Josh Jacobs, Tajay Spears, Devontae Adams. Oh, pick eight. Pick eight. All right. Uh, seventh round. Jacobs, Spears, Adams, pick nine. Baker, George Kittle, David Njoku, Kirk Cousins. Pick nine. Let's lock them both. I like it. I like it. All right. The eighth round. Uh, Kamara, Najee, Amari Cooper, pick 12. Ramondre, Cole Komet, David Montgomery, Tony Pollard, Christian Kirk, Josh Downs. Man, I think I'm picking pick 12, brother. Pick 12. All right. Yeah. So then uh, all those players minus pick 12. <laughs> okay. Now I got. So now I got to take one. Oh, uh, yeah. let me get. Uh, 
I can take Amari. I'll take Amari. Take Amari. Okay. And then uh, 10th round, Aaron Rodgers, Eckler, Charbonnet, Hollywood, J-Mo, Romeo Dobbs. Oh, I have to, huh? Um, I, uh, let me get – how many get Hollywood, I guess? Gosh, this is kind of bad. I don't like any of them, really. Just throwing a wide receiver in there. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of – I'm torn between Hollywood or Romeo Dobbs, honestly. I'm not really a Dobbs guy, but at this range, I don't know. Maybe I could be. Like, I'm not a JMO guy, I'll tell you that. So your startup then is pick one, two, Dak, Drake London, Zay Flowers. Um, what did you take in the sixth? Pick eight. Pick <clears throat> yep, nine. Pick nine. Uh, <clears throat> pick 11, pick 12, right? Pick 11, pick 12, and Hollywood Brown. Oh, no, no, I didn't get 12. I got pick 11. Uh, you said I had to take a player, so it was, uh, right? Wasn't it like uh, Mari? Cool. Amari Cooper, and then it was, uh, yeah, then Hollywood. Hollywood yep. So you got four receivers, one quarterback, and the rest are all draft picks. Yep. One, two. <laughs> one, yeah. two, eight, nine, and 11. Or 11. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. And, and Mike, I, and you I hadn't touched running back, running back. You haven't touched tight end. Now, your options for running back and tight end, if you wanted to make this a contender, mm-hmm. right? Just think about it. In the 11th round. You okay, yeah, what are my options? Let's do it. Or will I be in the 12th now, right? Oh, no, no, I'm in the 11th. You're, I'm sorry, you're correct, yes. In the 11th round. Uh, for running backs, you got the options of James Conner, <clears throat> Zach Charbonnet, Jerome Ford, Zamir White, Roshan Johnson, Kendra Miller, all right? Maybe those don't appeal to you. Yeah. Maybe I can interest you in tight end, though, Adam. Michael Mayer, Dallas Goddard, Pat Frymuth, Luke Musgrave, Dalton Schultz. I, you know what? I think uh, I think here I could get behind, like, a Goddard type, yeah. Right. I'm not the biggest I think, guy, but like, I could I think realistically, that. if I was looking at it, if these quarterbacks were available, Geno, Derek Carr, Daniel Jones, mm. Russell Wilson. I'd be taking a Russ or a Dimes for sure in this range, back actually. them, plus the rookie. Yep. I think that's what I would do here again is, yes, definitely take Dimes. Dimes or Russ would be my pick. All right, then in the 12th round, Zamir White, uh, Chase Brown, Chuba Hubbard, <laughs> Raheem Mostert, Devin Singletary. Any of those guys interest to you? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll fire at that point, shooting a couple shots here. Like, let me get another shot at Singletary running back. Let me take Zemir White, thinking that Jacobs will be gone. Sure. Uh, like tight end options in this range, Waller, Chig, Kate Otten, Tucker Craft. Oh, you know my Tucker Craft affinity. All right. More running back options in the 15th and 16th. Keaton Mitchell, Tank Bigsby, A.J. Dillon, Zach Moss, J.K., Khalil Herbert, Tyler Algier, Damian Pierce, Antonio Gibson. Yeah, I'd say. I mean, you know, Mike. Uh, as much as I we we talk shit about to Zach, like, why not take Khalil, man? Yeah, he he was decent mm-hmm. enough, right? This late in the game, I'll take a shot. Seventeenth round, you got like Miles Sanders, Alexander Madison. Tight end would be Juwan Johnson. I think in best ball, I'll just go ahead and take like a tight end or a a pick or something, right? Keep it going. Eighteenth right. uh, round running backs: McLaughlin, Zeke. Banacanda, Chris Rod, Gus Edwards. I got no problem with a Gus or a McLaughlin right in right. here, right? Tight end-wise, you could take a Noah Fant or a Taysom Hill. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll take either one of those guys, actually, this round. That's like round, what are we, 19 or 20 right now? 19, yeah. And then yeah. 20th round, it would be like a Tyler Conklin, Rico Doddle, Michael Carter, Isaiah Spiller, Kenneth Gainwell. <clears throat> yeah, give me a... Uh... You said Gainwell, and who was the other one? Rico Dottle was a good. Oh, one I, I'm actually, I'm actually kind of, I'm, I kind of like Rico Dottle at, at this, uh, at this spot. I'll take Rico, yeah. Yeah. 
And then, uh, yeah, G's 22nd on the Kyron territory. Clyde, <laughs> Dalvin Cook, Deontay Foreman, Jamal what, Williams. What about like an Eric Gray shot? Yeah. What about like a, you know, if if Saquon and them don't get a deal done? By the way, the Giants would be crazy, I think, to not get uh, some kind of a deal done with Bark. But if they didn't, imagine. And the reality is there's a ton of rookie picks. Um, pick 20, you know, like second round, late seconds, early thirds in this range, mid thirds, late thirds. Take a shot Think on another one. Over like if backs. I'm doing this with the no running backs or the tight end thing. Yep. Rookies. Yeah. Rookies. Take, take, I'll take a few rookie landing spots that I like, right? Yeah. Yep. That's a team. And, and, and the thing is, Mike. Tight end or running back in the first 10 rounds of a startup. Think about that. But think about the great part of that is, right? I drafted that in February, Mike. Now, let's say a few of those end up being okay. Then Let's not even say I hit, like, some fucking gem. Let's not even do the the crazy scenario. Let's just say I got, like, you know, a couple running backs that give me replaceable level warp. But just Top keep me two, in the mix. RB2 level. Exactly. Khalil, Khalil Herbert and McLaughlin here and there. They give me some points, right? Maybe Rico gives me a touchdown here and there. But I'm kind of just literally not trying to get destroyed at that position as much as possible. And then what? Over time, I'll be able to assess which ones I need to go get, right? What what thirds can I send? What seconds can I send? Can I get a couple really crusty guys, Mike, if I send a, if I send a second? Like, a, can a single second in best ball buy me, you know, two or three of those crusties, right? Can I get, like, a deal like that done where I'm getting, you know, a Keaton Mitchell and a Gus Edwards type? You know, we talk about not having handcuffs, but shit. You give me the whole backfield? Why not? Fuck it. And then you think about all those rookie picks that you took earlier, too. You got a team that's got Caleb, Marv, Dak Prescott. Uh, you got pick four, so that could be a Jaden Daniels or it could be Malik Neighbors. Let's just say it's Neighbors. Right. Drake London, Zay Flowers, Amari Cooper, Hollywood Brown. That's like the depth wide receiver piece. But you know what the great part about this is? And then like- I don't even know what that, you know, pick pick eight, <laughs> you know, that you took in there. Pick nine. What those, right. those would be wide receivers. <clears throat> Brian right? Thomas you types, know. you know. Mm-hmm. And Mike, here's the great part, though, right? All that does for me is keep me in this very fluid, extremely tradable, all kinds of options on the table yep. till fucking July, right? And before the draft, I could trade some of these picks. I could hold them. I could draft them all. I could try to trade them at the right time. Maybe at 108, Mike. Somehow, some way, Brock Bowers has fallen to 108, or let's say it's Rome has fallen to 108, right? Holy shit. I, that's found money all of a sudden, right? I just offload yeah. the pick before because someone goes and gets their guy, or I just draft him. Um, and, and, Mike, I think the other thing, too, is now when it's July, <clears throat> if I'm looking at this team like, man, like I think it's built the right way, maybe I can offload a Caleb type or some of this some of this really, really good youth and get crusty. You know, can I go get a Fields Plus? Can I go do stuff like yeah. that <clears throat> so that I'm actually ready by the season? Take a trip to Titletown, you know? Get this team Take ready to go. To <laughs> I like it. This was a good one, and it just kind of popped in my head just based off that tweet, so I wanted to look at it. Um, and honestly, this is it's a tough one because, like I said, you and I started from such, like, RB defenders. Yeah. But I can't defend it. Like, everything that I look at, logically, just how I would evaluate everything, just like how I looked at tight end, even though I got three of the goats behind me. <laughs> like, I love tight ends in the NFL. For fantasy purposes, though, why am I doing this investment year after year? Why? Why? Well, like the the payoff, we looked at the payoff. The payoff is okay. 
the big payoffs come from those guys that everybody's drafting and shooting dart throws at, right? The big payoffs don't come from those guys you're taking in the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round of your startup at running back. But you know what does come there? The biggest part? The risk, <laughs> the injury, the absolute zero, the, the tanking of value. The guy goes down with an ACL and everyone hates him now, and he never recovers. That's the problem, man. That's the problem. I'm, I'm about to pull up some warp right now in just, a, in just a league that has a little points per carry, nothing crazy. But I'm, I just want to kind of give some examples right now to to what we saw last year and then where they're at now and where they're going to have to go to kind of give you an idea exactly of what we're talking about with the risk and the reward. So, Mike, like, I'm, I'm thinking in particular about Kyron. Now, when we think about Kyron Williams, like, let's not even get it twisted, man. Last year at the end of the season – and every time this guy was on the field, you're like, who is this dude? Like, who is this dude in that 23? Is that is that Cam? Like, dude's balling out of control. And he was unbelievable yes. all year, right? So just uh, in, in a slight points per carry, where Christian McCaffrey was the number one warp option overall, 2.875. By the way, this is fade the fetal um, if you wanted to follow along. Okay? So uh, for the full season, I'm trying to find him here. Kyron was RB8, okay, which is 1.632. Now, that is, let's see if we go to the table, right? Where does that put him? Probably in the... 30s? Yeah, he's just outside of 25. i got to go to 50. So, it puts him as uh, the 30 overall. Good, Nice guess, Mike. So, for warp 30, <clears throat> the 311, you're taking... I mean, you're talking about literally taking a pick like 35. So, let's even say he ends up being better this year. Like... <laughs> You almost really don't, at that point, really get much advantage from where you drafted him because it's a third-round freaking pick, man, at the turn. Like, he better be that if you're drafting him in the third fucking round, dude. Like, But if, but that, that that's where, like, Kyron was a value, but now really isn't. He's got to be the God-type running back when you press the button on him at 311. Mm-hmm. Right? And com- comparatively to wide receivers, too, right? Like, injury risk or downfall is there. But what have we seen in the past couple of years, right? We saw Jamar Chase get hurt last year. Did his value fall off? He's still no. like wide receiver two or three at worst in most people's both him, Both him and Justin Jefferson got hurt for a decent amount of time. Right. And when they had a – there was a technical buy window, Mike, you didn't get much of a discount, man. You're paying almost full boat to go get those guys. Right. Um, like uh, the biggest one that stood out to me at the wide receiver position – DK Metcalf down to wide receiver 23, right? You know, from like a top 12-ish option. And what is he now? He's, a, he's still a fifth-round pick. <laughs> Can you still get a first for DK Metcalf? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you go to somebody and you're like, uh, I'll give you the 110 for DK. They tell you to fuck off. <laughs> get out of my mentions. That's the thing with the wide receiver. The downfall ain't that great. Even the old guys, Adam, like uh, Devontae Adams. Right, still produced, even though it was a bad year for him. Right, Devontae's still, still going in the seventh. Uh, Mike Evans still going in the seventh. <laughs> Cooper Cup is had probably what most people would call in a really really bad year for Cooper Cup. Probably right, yeah. Mike, he's only a year older going into this year. He's eight to one right now. Stefan Diggs, a thirty year old Stefan Diggs. By the way, guys, like I, I don't want. I'm not going to mince words here. He was fucking terrible down the stretch for teams. Yes, it's got awful. Mike, where are you getting? Like him? Him. Sixth round. <laughs> Sixth round. 
you could pit supposedly you could pivot for Jaden Reed. I don't really know, but like point is right. Like the value loss is not there. Like, cause here, here's what I can tell you: go to running backs. J.K. Dobbins, sixteenth round. Nick Chubb, double digit rounds. Right. Elijah Mitchell, when he was uh, you know member before they acquired uh, CMC, people defended Elijah Mitchell, seventeenth. I mean, the fall off can be huge, man. Fall off can be huge. Cam Akers, I don't even see. Okay, there he is. 20th round, man. Right? And it's not to say like a Diggs or an Adams can't fall off, but it takes multiple years usually at the wide receiver. Right? Okay. Can I, let, me give you some, let me give you some examples of falling off, falling off. New Hopkins. Still a 12th round pick, Mike. That says fall off. Like that's, that's multiple years of fall off, right? Like your pivot Jeez. is still you could get a second round for him probably. That's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just it's just facts are facts, man. Epiphany moments. No cap. And I'm ready. I'm ready for the next startups. Like no running backs. Running back. <laughs> Mike and I, Mike and I will be like fighting each other till the death. It'll be the twelfth round. No, I'm not doing it. You first. You will watch too. Like Jonathan Taylor is going to fall to like the eighth round. Ah, stop it! I, <laughs> we can I'll see who's going to break. I'll break. I'll break for Jonathan Taylor in like the sixth round. All right, I'll fucking break. I think I think that's where like there's a point. But again, you know what's crazy is I say that and Jonathan Taylor goes out and tears has a multi ligament knee injury and that contract's great and all, but he's gonna hurt. So, um, yeah, not gonna wood for him for existing teams though. <clears throat> Does this make you want to get off some of your running backs while you still can? <clears throat> De-risk yourself. This is where Mike, I think, and I think this is just a critical startup value error and like uh, people misdrafting. Because it, I'll be honest with you, man. Uh, you'll see in the video. I don't want to spoil it for Friday. Value doesn't really feel actually. Like you know what? If you're listening to this, it's coming out at three o'clock. You can go watch my solo video. This is this is where the lab is so fucking genius. Like literally, what you should be doing when you start drafting these running backs is go to the lab and see. This, I'll, I'll walk through this with a, with the CMC for you. Mike, it's like, you know they say when you get a brand new car, a brand, brand new car, you drive that bitch off the lot, and then it's the, that moment. It's depreciated thousands of dollars. Like, it's over. Yeah. It's basically yep. what you can get out of it is no longer what you paid. That's really what investing in most of these running backs is going to be, man. Now, the exception will probably be in a handful of leagues or whatever, a handful of trades, the really, really young, alluring guys, right? Like, you still might find some goofball to give you two first for a Gibbs or a Bijan or something like that. By and large, man, these running backs just, they're the trade. My point to answer your question is the trade value. I don't think is actually anywhere near reflective of the startup ADP. And I think it's another reason why we should be fading them more. So that that's an interesting point too, that you did <clears throat> because you and I had a Jameer Gibbs trade in season. Yep. And this is one of the things you're a Gibbs lover, man. You love Gibbs coming out. You love Gibbs at the draft yeah. process. You love taking Gibbs in startups. You love taking Gibbs in rookie drafts. But just think about that panic level that started to set in for you, for you to deal Jameer Gibbs away to me for what was just a single first at that point. Yep. Like think about how fast you were like ready to go. Like we're done. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I'll just take what I can get and get the fuck out now before it hits the fan. And that's you as a like a Gibbs lover, lover. And truther. And, and you know what the You're crazy like, part I'm is? Ready. <laughs> the crazy part is obviously right now if he's a second round startup, I'd rather have it back. But Mike, I'll tell you right now, like I really don't feel that bad about it. Honestly, when I think about it, mm. right? If you tell me the worst thing I did is get out of a running back for a liquid first, 
I will live and happily breathe my dynasty teams with that success, right? If the worst thing I do is get a liquid first out of these running backs, like we just talked right. about, we don't even want to take him in the fucking first 10 rounds. Dude, that's that's liquid cash, brother. That's cash I get to take to the bank. I got to uh, I gotta apologize to Scott Cotter, too, for all those years of me being wrong. You know, the minute some running back gets hurt, he goes, any first. And I'll be like, well, wait a minute, Scott. You know what the worst like part the- is? Scott's going to, like, he'll take your apology so nicely and, like, Come on, man. Like, so give me a jab. Say. Yeah, you know, he won't even really lean into it. It's like, man, you know if, if we had you by the balls like that, we'd be letting you fucking hear it, Scotty. So, he's a good we'll dude. Fin- we'll finish on this. I wish he'd do, like, a Prince in that Chappelle show skit. Yeah. <laughs> Game. Blouses. Blouses. <laughs> oh, shit, man. That's good stuff. Uh, <laughs> bunch <clears throat> of flunkies. <laughs> well... If you if you never thought you'd hear it, uh, when you first listen to this podcast, we're screaming, 22 quarterbacks to the moon, running backs. Yeah. Things change, all right? Sometimes it takes it's a while for things to change. Get but kicked in the teeth. Things change, and now officially, we've said it, even in a year where running back values have dipped tremendously, the 40 Chess Dynasty Football Podcast is telling you that running backs are still overvalued. Damn. Still. Still. And just remember. When your league mates are playing chess, we play 40 chess. That's going to do it. We're going to bounce out of this thing. We'll see you all back here, same time, same place, next week for the next edition of the 40 Chess Dynasty Football Podcast. Peace. Peace.